0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Good day. Welcome into Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Where do you start today? Yesterday was one of those days where a lot of us were glued to our television. Very reminiscent of 9-11. Where we're like, is that? Oh, I can't stop watching. Yet it was business as usual as the wheels of democracy continue to roll on. It was business as usual as Wall Street continues to have an opening bell and a closing bell. My goal today is to be nonpartisan and to talk about Wall Street and maybe how some of the events will affect Wall Street from yesterday. I promise not to be too flipped today. Burger King revamping its brand for its first time in over 20 years doesn't feel right. 787,000 Americans filled new jobless claims for the weekend at January 2nd. That feels more up to speed with what we saw unfold yesterday. In high school, I was asked to make up a word. And I chose to make up the longest word in the world that I could possibly think of. It was disenchantment from disenchantment disenfranchisement in It was a totally made up word, but disenchantment tied with franchise minetarianism. Disenfranchised Mintarianism. The idea was in high school to come up with a word to impress the teacher. And uh, what I thought it meant in my head was something like people have fallen through the cracks due to the education system, due to the places where they were born. Due to maybe medical emergencies, maybe genetics, people have fallen through the cracks who don't have what others have. Um, accessible. That's what I saw play out yesterday. Um, one of the craziest tweets that I saw, and we're going to come on Twitter pretty hard today, Twitter, 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 twatter, Twitter, 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 Twitter um, was democracy didn't fail, but our education system has failed. And on some level, I I think that sums everything up. The United States has to get serious about our education system. Just because we're 50 states doesn't mean we have to have 50 different policies um, or 50 different approaches. 787,000 Americans filing for a new job was came to the weekend of January 2nd. I once was talking to a secretary of state on the radio show. I used to do a, a national show, and I'd have pretty good guests on. And one of the things he said was, one of the best things we could do if you want to stabilize the world. This was shortly after 9-11. If we want to stabilize the world is get people jobs. When people don't have jobs, they get frustrated. They get riled up. They're easily influenced. And I was like, wait, wait. Terrorists won't want to fly planes in the World Trade Center if they have jobs. And he goes, exactly. Exactly. Um, They'll go home, they'll have a cigarette, they'll buy blue jeans, they'll say their their quality of life is better than it was when they were growing up. Something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing because it's been 20 years since I had that interview. Jim Baker. Um, So jobless claims hit steady below 800,000. I think that's one of the underlying themes that we have to look at. One of the things that we're seeing today, by the way, markets opened higher. Biden got certified in the middle of the night, although conspiracy theories will abound, which, again, brings me to the idea that I do believe in Bigfoot because I've seen him. It was on a beach in North Carolina, and he was a very, very hairy man walking back and forth. Um, but there's going to be conspiracy theories now that Biden wasn't actually certified on January 6th, like the Constitution or some document says it's supposed to happen. But he was actually certified in the mornings of January 7th. And I'm like, please, no, please, no. We don't need any more birther conspiracies. Which brings me to what do we blame yesterday on if we're not going to blame it on politics? And one of the stories that you know continues to reverberate in my head today is something along the lines of Twitter. And something along the lines of Facebook. They're going to have, I believe, the potential to have a tougher year due to what happened yesterday. Pro-Trump rioters broke into the Capitol building on Wednesday in an attempt to stop Congress from certifying Joe Biden's election victory. The fingerprints on this, it doesn't take a Sherlock Holmes to trace it back. It's all over Facebook and it's all over Twitter. Now, I'm not blaming Facebook and Twitter, but I think we're going to have more and more conversations about what is a news organization and what is fake news. And when I'm saying fake news, I'm not, I'm just... We're so divided already. We're getting information in bits and pieces here and there. People believe what they see. Um, I think the social dilemma, the documentary, really opened some people's minds to um, how easily influenced we can be. But extremists have for weeks repeatedly expressed their intentions to attend the January 6th protest and unabashedly voiced their desire for chaos and violence online. We knew this was coming. Trump supporters banded together in private groups. Buzzfeed reporter Ryan Mack identified a Facebook group called Red State Secession with nearly 8,000 followers that was calling for a Second Amendment revolution, Second American Revolution. I want to start. I want us to start thinking about Facebook and Twitter. To I know. Remember the phrase when you were growing up: uh, bad news is good news. There's some truth to that. I created a a fan page on Facebook probably 10, 15 years ago that said something along the lines of, I hate Rob Black because I wanted to defang the people that didn't like me and kind of get – I'm in on it. I get that we don't all like each other. I get that we don't all share the same opinions, but I needed a fan page, and that's my fan page on Facebook. I hate Rob Black. I have a, a darling little photo of me as a child where I'm feeding a goat. I'm probably six or seven years old. Um, and that was going to be the the logo of I Hate Rob Black and a big old circle with a cross through it. Um, some of the stuff that's pouring through Facebook now, I mean, I thought I was being innocent in defanging the trollers. But yesterday I saw a post on Facebook and Twitter along the lines of, what happened at the Capitol today is very uh, – it resembles very much so, you know, Nazi Germany and storming of the parliament building. And you're like, whoa. That's pretty aggressive. See, I, I tried to take a defanged approach. Now we're taking a very aggressive approach. So let's remember a couple things. This all equals higher stimulus payments. That should goose the economy. The Senate went Democrat. Biden should be able to tell people, Americans, let's, let's get you some money. Um, another $1,400, maybe another $2,000. Jobless claims dropped a little bit, but remain high. That should be our focus going forward. A record number of people died yesterday and the day before of COVID. That should be a, a reminder that we're in a pandemic still. And going to work as usual is not the easiest thing in the world. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW. This feels like a very somber day. On a day when the NASDAQ hits an all-time high. The s and 500 advanced trade above 3,800 for the first time ever. This feels like it should be celebratory, but maybe I'm also part of the problem on some levels because I'm celebrating wealth and wealth creation, getting people to retirement, not counting on the government for Social Security. Maybe that's part of the problem, right? I don't know. I'm going to try to skew left of this if I can. Congress confirmed the election of Joe Biden as president. Nasdaq tops 13,000 for the first time. The S&P 500 advanced above 3800 for the first time. Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, um, all gained 2 plus percent today after a hefty rally yesterday. All may not be well in financial, all may not be well in political media, but all is well on Wall Street. J.P. Morgan Chase rose 4.2%. They were upgraded to buy over at Bank of America by an analyst. The reason I bring that up is J.P. Morgan Chase is a big financial institution. Um, you probably have a Chase credit card. You may bank with Chase Bank. You may be, have stocks with J.P. Morgan. You may get an IPO that J.P. Morgan underwrote. They are a reflection on business in America, And when their stock's doing well, it's telling you that Americans are doing well. They're paying their bills. They're borrowing money. They're getting mortgages. They're creating wealth over the long term by having a mortgage. I want to get back to business. Wall Street and the wheels of democracy will roll on no matter what we think. Capitalism will roll on. I remember after 9-11, people were freaked out of their mind to fly. But they were also freaked out of their mind to go to restaurants and malls. That's a funny thought, because malls eventually died out on their own, no? Walgreens-Boot Alliance rose 5.7%, stronger than expected quarterly results. I don't think that's too much of a shocker. In the last year, we've been trying to boost our immune system with vitamin C and I eat two oranges a day, like kind of thing, right? I'm not a big pill popper. Nothing against people who pop pills. I think you're supporting an industry that creates a lot of yellow urine and not much else. But again, conspiracy theories abound everywhere. No. Um, Elon Musk tweeted yesterday. Basically, he's blaming Zuckerberg for Facebook and Twitter essentially becoming faux news industries, not faux news. I'm not going that direction, but if you say it, it makes it true. When I was seven, eight years old, I was playing soccer, and I was on an intramural soccer team. Um, and a girl, Tracy, she uh, proclaimed her love for me quite out loud, quite rambunctiously, in front of basically ten boys. <laughs> and It was not the coolest thing in the world to go through. But in hindsight, I'd like to find her and marry that woman because she knew what she wanted at an early age. So anyway, her and I started talking. We became friends. Nothing happened. I was eight, nine years old. But at some point in time, I I wrote her initials on a tree, RB plus TM. Because thinking it in my head wasn't good enough. Writing it down made it true. So Elon Musk kind of took a shot at Facebook yesterday because he lets people write down their thoughts. And like I just said, writing it down makes it true. I think love letters are fantastic because it's not just in the moment telling someone you love them. It's you thinking for 45 minutes while you write out a letter. If you want to score points with your spouse, go write a love letter this weekend. Writing it makes it true. So Elon Musk basically said he showed a, a row of dominoes. And on one side, he goes um, rating rating women in college, and then there's a lot of dominoes, and then there's storming the Capitol building. He's basically saying, "Mark Zuckerberg, you started off by rating women in college with a, a web page, and now look what we're, we're at. Writing things down makes it true." I try not to write down anything on Facebook that's going to get me in trouble. This is going to be a big, big, big story in 2021. Um, can we get a Facebook that's non political? That no matter what, if you say whoever the president's name is, you're kicked off. Or it's, it's banned. Maybe that's the approach, but that's very, very, very naive. But... We just have too many opinions, too many people with too many opinions and they're writing them down and everyone's I have a, a not by blood, but a relative who basically said, if you still stand by Trump, delete this account, delete my account or delete me as a friend. And I want it to write, dude, you have the ability to delete who you think you don't want as friends. <laughs> like it's not going to be a, a, a utopian world of only people who see eye to eye with you and you ask them to conveniently drop off. So this is going to be a big story, in my opinion. When you get Elon Musk snarkily taking a shot at Facebook, when Apple has the kind of Switzerland approach of we're, we can turn off track, uh, tracking, privacy issues. We can we can totally work with the the user. And people like Facebook saying well, we would go out of business. Fascinating situations playing out. Nope. Nope. So yesterday, fascinating news out of um, New York, New York City. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo announced proposal to enable online sports wagering as part of 2021 state of the state. Um, Six months ago, he didn't want to do this. But the long term effects of covid have basically depleted the state's coffers. So. DraftKings, which I told you about during the early parts of the pandemic when it was a $30 stock. Now it's a $65 stock. Um, They're going higher. I I can't imagine a state in the country that doesn't at least think about legalizing online gambling, online sports wagering. I can't imagine at least one not doing it. Thinking about it, they have to. MGM's a play here. Penn National Gaming's a play here. Under Governor Cuomo's proposal, the New York State Commission will issue a request for proposals to select and license a sports operator. Politicians have never met a tax they didn't like. Period. And again, that's me being snarky. But also yesterday, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo announced a cannabis program proposal. So our morals and our high attitude are puritanical beliefs. Which kind of are the foundation bedrock of the country so to speak uh get thrown out the window pretty quickly so cuomo is talking about legalizing a comprehensive system to oversee and regulate cannabis i think that was a a biden kamala harris thing that was going to happen anyway but covid helped accelerate it and now new york governor andrew cuomo is endorsing it that's a big city with a lot of people in it so marijuana and online gambling big winners in 2021 at least the potential Pick your stocks carefully. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW. Okay, let's talk about one of the things that I fear the most. Clowns, Now I'm good. Inflation. You've heard me say this before. I grew up loving horror movies. Um, my family had Showtime years before many other families did. I believe I remember seeing it in 1976, 1977, watching ESPN roll out, things along those lines. But when you, we had a movie channel because we lived on military bases. My father was ex-army or army. And um, military bases were easy to wire up for cable because the housing was contained literally within a fence, area. And houses were clumped together. So cable companies were like, let's test everything out on these guys. Remember that we used to have rabbit ears. But I, I grew up watching horror movies because, you know, dad would go to sleep, I'd sneak out, and flip the cable box on, which is kind of a funny thing because it had a left to right switch. Um, you had to put it on channel three and then suddenly <laughs> you were in the cable universe versus the antenna universe. It promised crystal clear clarity and no commercials. KLTV TV originally had no commercials was the plan concept. Well, that kind of evolved, right? So, where do I go with this? So, I snuck out to watch horror movies. And if, if Freddy Krueger was good, Jason Voorhees, I thought was the best. Michael Myers, I never cared about. Um, the, I've studied as much as I can study. I'm one of those people who is like a Burgess Meredith from the Twilight Zone. My dream is to have the rest of the world go away and leave me in the New York Metropolitan Library, and then sadly enough, my glasses get crushed, and I can't read any books, even though I just want to sit there and read books. So reading literature, I learned throughout my life that monsters are a reflection of society. And this is not a commentary on Trump, but if you want to create a commentary on Trump being a reflection of society, go ahead. Um, but are reflection on society, you know, um, Dracula was a reflection that, uh, he turned away from God when his love spurned him. And then God's like, Oh yeah, you don't want to be holy. You want love, but you don't want everything else that I, I offer you. Eh, you not appreciative, uh, count. I'm going to make you live forever. Took away his mortality and turned him into a person who go only live at night. Um, that was what, it was a reflection, vampires are a reflection of people turning away from God. Frankenstein was a fear of doctors. As the world progressed from the Stone Ages, we learned hey, if you sharpen a, a rock, we can cut you open and take your, your gallbladder out if we have to. You know, we can uh, change your knees, we can, uh, we can fix you through surgery. That was a reflection society was freaked out about doctors. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde was literature that was tied towards uh, the fear of chemistry and the fear of pharmaceuticals to fabricate positive outcomes for people's health. So there's a rich history of monsters and how they reflect society. And really, they're just reflecting us is the idea. So my big fear of watching horror movies was, you know, uh, Jason – He was like what what's up there like he he didn't really he was indestructible and he just was trying to kill teenagers fun. (laughs) That's what seems like he was a party pooper machete wielding hockey mask wearing psycho. And then you get into Freddy Krueger and you get into like the dream state of things that we want and don't want and things that we want to have and possess and how dream life is better than real life except for nope not so much this time. But my big boogeyman. It's not those guys. It's inflation. And I'm going to show you where inflation really rears its ugly head. Uh, It's killing the haves and the have-nots. It's separating the – it's the the distance between them that hurts the most. And I get it. And that's tied towards inflation, the wage inflation of the wealthy versus the wage inflation of the uh, middle to low income. The average price of a car right now is $40,000. The average American makes about $56,700 a year. When I was a little boy, I remember maybe 12, 13, 14, going with my dad to buy a car. And I remember him just stressed. It was $14,000. He was upset. He remembered buying a car before that for $10,000. Now the average car is $40,000. And Americans are switching from passenger cars to more expensive SUVs because – In my opinion, we're fat oopaloompas. If we all weighed 160 pounds and we're thin and svelte like Elks, eh, maybe sedans would get us by. But nope, we need the more expensive SUVs. With prices rising, the average down payment on new cars, trucks, and SUVs reached an all-time high in the fourth quarter. At the same time, the average amount borrowed to finance a new vehicle is close to an all-time high. The bottom line is that Americans with financial wherewithal to buy a new ride are still enthusiastic about it, despite the ongoing pandemic. We still love our cars. There's going to be questions on how much do we drive going forward? If we are a stay at home or work at home kind of society, or at least a bastardize from nine to five, that's the, th- the, that's the song of the pandemic, right? Working nine to five in my jorts and my slippers. I know you're saying, did you just use the word jorts in a sentence? I did. Jean shorts. I've been waiting to use that for a while. But the have and have nots. The down payments are getting bigger. The average price of a car is, is 80% of the average American's paycheck, 75%. That's, and the housing's going up. And food costs are going up. I get it. People that are in the new car market are somewhat insulated from the downturn experienced by the pandemic. It's almost like we have two different countries within the country. People are buying new houses, buying new cars versus other folks who are perhaps in the service industry and struggling. And I see a lot of what's happening right now in society with the capital building as a reflection of what's happening in our economy. Um, Average new vehicle buyer borrowed $35,000 and placed a down payment of $4,700 in the fourth quarter. A lot of it has to do with cheap money. The Federal Reserve keeping the cost of money low. You can actually still finance thirty-five thousand dollars at two or three or four percent. If you were to finance that at six, seven, eight, nine percent, you'd be like, "Too much money. Too much money. I can't afford that." Or at least it would push out a couple more buyers. Automakers once known for passenger cars—they're changing. Chevy Cruze, the Ford Focus, the Honda Fit, Volkswagen Beetle, they've been discontinued. SUVs like the Chevy Blazer, the Ford Bronco, the Honda Passport, the Volkswagen Atlas have been created from scratch. The car industry is responding to people's love affair, maybe with the wrong thing. When I see – and I know this is – let's go hashtag me too turned off. I used to say this 20 years ago. I said I used to find it really sexy when – some young woman – Good-looking young woman would pull up in a car next to me, and it was just a beater. It was a car that was 15 years old. You could tell that her dad got it for her, and he's probably changed the oil for her, and like He's helping you know, her meet ends, but she's got the, the liberty of a vehicle, which brings us up to Bruce Springsteen's Thunder Road. The idea of getting on a road with a girl and driving across the country and leaving your problems behind and leaving the world behind is just the sexiest romantic thing in the world. So – I am attracted to used cars. I am attracted to frugal. And yet I just did a story about how the average car is getting more and more out of the reach of people, the average people, or we have a segmented society. I want to go back to a quick thing that I was trying to bring up at the end of last segment. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo announcing proposal to enable online sports wagering and New York Governor Andrew Cuomo announcing uh, a cannabis program proposal. I'm off of the cars. I'm off of inflation. But that's the biggest worry that I have is that you don't save enough money so that you can continue to buy a new car. So you can continue to, to have rent increase on yours. So that you can continue to um, have nice groceries. That's the purpose of the show is to beat inflation. I want to kill the boogeyman. Then I switched the topic to Andrew Cuomo saying sports wagering. MGM, Penn National Gaming, DraftKings are the obvious plays to me. Andrew Cuomo announcing a cannabis program proposal. Sorry, too many people were bo- uh, burned in the last big movement, 2018, of legalizing marijuana. 2017 elections, 2018. Tilray. Uh uh-uh. uh. Um. C-G-C is probably the most prominent name in marijuana. But one of the areas that I want to talk about that's tied towards this is opportunity. With a new president, we're going to see stimulus. There's going to be a lot of stocks that do well because of this. We're going to see more stimulus. I think eventually we're going to see an infrastructure program. And I think eventually we're going to see more of a green energy program that seems to be the thought but again everything's so dysfunctional right now I, I'm not 100% sure but Cuomo is saying let's go after sports gambling feels better to me than Cuomo saying let's let's open up cannabis because I've learned that growing marijuana is easy not from direct experience but from indirect experience it's a lead right um, Scott's Miracle Grow ticker symbol SMG is a trade on marijuana or you can go after Canopy Growth Corporation. But before you go after Canopy Growth, which is the biggest supplier of marijuana, look back at their stock, okay? Um, five years ago it was a $2 stock. Today it's a $31 stock. That's great growth. But it, in between it, at one point in time, it went on as high as 48 and then crashed down to 14. You got to know that when you take a look at the chart, 14 is the bottom. That's, that's the only thing I can see. It's at 31 right now. Do I think it goes higher? I do. I do think states across the country, countries across the planet are going to have to look at ways of raising revenue. I think the easiest way to do it is like, let's push the line one step further than we're currently at. Let's push alcohol to marijuana, not to crack cocaine, but down the road, maybe crack cocaine. But not today. Today, we're pushing it to, to marijuana. little sarcasm, ladies and gentlemen. Be careful. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW. Can't knock the hustle. Sometime in the next two to three months, I'm going to be starting a new podcast, maybe a new blog to compliment it. It's going to be a recap of the day's action on the blog, because I do the morning show where you can catch what the, morning, what the action is. But the podcast is going to be much more strategically oriented focusing on topics like investing, insurance, state planning, picking stocks, understanding economics. won't have any breaking news in it. That'll be about an hour a week, I believe. It will be programmed as a podcast versus programmed as a radio show turned into a podcast. Um, Hopefully, I'm able to pass something on to you. That's my goal. Anyhow and anyway, recently, I've been talking about the beginning of the year and how we as a nation tend to like predictions. Top 10 lists and predictions are meant for each other top 10 craziest dates you've ever been on, top 10 best investments. They kind of all work together, right? They're kind of titillating and sexy. So one of the stocks that I think will have a very good 2021, 2022, because I always look 12 to 18 months out, because I'm not going to say 12 months, because you're going to call me up in a year and say, it didn't work out exactly like I wanted it to. I want to give it a little bit more time. Let it stretch its legs. Live Nation. Ticketmaster has been hit hard by the pandemic. Cancellations of live concerts like Lady Gaga's Summer 2020, Chromatica Tour. Ticketmaster got hit when the Rockets, the Radio City Rockets, no Christmas Spectacular. Sporting events without fans meant no tickets to add on service fees, no tickets to do resale fees on. When you're getting a piece of the action of a $5,000 Stanley Cup playoff or a $10,000 Super Bowl ticket, Live Nation got hit hard. I expect a normalization of the concert activity as we get a normalization of the economy. Most people are saying Memorial Day 2021 as that is the target date at this point in time. Keep in mind, back in March of 2020, Gavin Newsom, and I, you could like him, you can hate him, I don't care. He said something striking to me. I'm nonpartisan. He didn't say it to me. He said it to the world. He said, "There's going to be no sports or concerts in California by Thanksgiving." No way. Don't even think about it. And we're all like, "La la la la." Let's get through the summer. He'll be wrong. He'll be wrong. He'll be wrong. Then we got into the fall and there was no concerts or live sporting events. So now we're starting to push the target realistically out to 2021 Memorial Day. And that's when Live Nation should say, "Hey, we're going to have concert promotions, we're going to do you're going to see a lot from them." I'm not telling you to go out and buy them. I'm telling you to follow them. So cost cuts made during the pandemic will allow Live Nation's revenue to fall to the bottom line. They did a big renegotiation where basically if events get canceled at the event. It's on either the venue, but particularly on the artist. They're not going to make up the cost. They're not going to cover it. Artists, through digitization of Napster and other services through the years, Apple Music, they're not making a lot of money from streaming. They make a lot of money from going out and selling tickets to concerts. Which, again, is the haves and have-nots because if you're a, a concert touring band, you have it better off than, say, a regional band or a local city band as far as avenues of making a business living. And all you have to do is see the Rolling Stones, for an example, right, or Dave Matthews. Dave Matthews and the Rolling Stones aren't relevant on the music scene in any way, shape, or form, and yet they're two of the biggest concert draws. They're two of the richest concert draws. So you're going to see a lot of things like stock ideas. American Express, their credit card business was hurt by less spending and travel during the pandemic. Business remains tough. Revenues fell 20%. Income dove 40%. American Express should benefit from the reopening of the global economy. But do we expect them to get to 2019 levels anytime soon? No. The difference between uh, Live Nation and American Express is businesses are going to be a little more cautious, whereas teenagers are going to want to go to concerts. Men are going to want to go to football games. Women are going to want to go to the ballets. I know you're saying, you're incredibly sexist today, Rob. I'm trying to be overly generic. AutoZone. With people's lives returning to a more normal routine, they'll start driving again. When they start driving, miles will increase on their cars. When miles increase on their cars... That should create more wear and tear, sending us to AutoZone to do tune-ups and oil changes and lights and things like that. Crazy, right? Elsewhere, maybe you'd want to look at something like a WWE. That's right, brother, I'm talking SmackDown! They haven't been able to do a live event, but they've been able to streamline their business and stay in business. They generate an amazing amount of revenue with TV contracts that still are in place. Pay-per-view events are key. WWE makes money from content deals with broadcasters. Revenue comes in even if arena events aren't able to pull in the arena tickets. Networks pay a lot of money to air WWE content because you have a captive audience of young people age 6 to 14 maybe. This could be an opportunity. Again, is it for you? I don't know. But these are all things you need to start thinking about. Do you want to start thinking about healthcare services, ticker symbol HCSG? Strong national presence, serves less than 20% of the nursing homes in America as they have a long runway after the pandemic. So I just want you to start thinking of ideas because we are in the transition of a presidency and we will have a transition from a virus shutdown pandemic to a virus uh, being distributed vaccine to a reopening. We're in transition. Transitions are great areas to make money on Wall Street great ways to accumulate wealth, great ways to like, help protect yourself against worst case scenarios. I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at robblackshow.com.